as I sit here listening to smooth jazz, thoughts race through my head. It was raining this morning, complete with the pitter-patter of drops hitting the glass and the low rumble of thunder in the distance. It's still kind of overcast now, but the rain has stopped, leaving only Petrichor behind. Okay, sometimes I like to romanticize my surroundings, but it's fun. Today, I discovered that by putting bread in the freezer, then microwaving it with a damp paper towel on top, I could create a soft, spongy bread that tasted better than the day we bought it. I, I know this isn't like a shocking revelation or anything, and it's not going to change the world, but I was thoroughly entertained by, by this discovery, and also it made my breakfast taste a lot better. Um, but then, after breakfast, I cleaned up the kitchen and started to work. So I've gotten through some of what I was supposed to do today, and the good news is, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but a lot of times it's easier to remember content that you're interested in. And my first year at Minerva, we took these things called cornerstone classes. And it's just a very general group of classes dedicated to getting everyone on the same page before we kind of start to determine our major, our concentrations, and it's kind of to level the playing field. But as a result, there were some units where I wasn't as interested as others and I didn't do as well. But now I'm looking through genetics and Mendelian inheritance and, you know, all of these different things about evolution and convergent evolution versus... Hmm. I should probably study that again. <laughs> It's not perfect, but it's really interesting and being able to study something I'm passionate about is always really nice. So I took a break for a little while after finishing one of the units and watched some Netflix. Then I finished a book that I've been meaning to read for a while. Um, I have a bunch of books that I need to finish within the next few days before I have to return them. I have been using a digital library app to check out books. But the downside is, even though they're on your phone, you still kind of have to return them once the time is up. So I, I'm in the bad habit of like putting holds on a bunch of books because they're not available when I want them. And then they all somehow become available at the same time. Which... Oh well. Mm, I plan on studying the present tense for Turkish today. And what I find really interesting is that there are a lot of different ways to conjugate the present tense. So you can have the present positive, and the present positive itself has three different ways to conjugate it, depending on whether the verb stem, uh, sorry, the verb root ends in a consonant or a vowel, and if it ends in a consonant, how many syllables it has also determines the conjugation. Um, and then the negative, and then the positive question, and the negative question. So all of this is stuff that I find ridiculously interesting, and I'm not sure why, but I, it's so fascinating to me that a three-year-old child has more vocabulary and sentence structure than I do, and I want to know why. Like, how is it that this child has picked up on their surroundings, understanding questions, and learning vocabulary is... And why is it more difficult when you get older to learn new languages? Because obviously when you're a child, your brain is kind of primed for that, but, but how? So anyways, um, I am currently living with one of my classmates, 
in an apartment in Istanbul and we're waiting on another one of my classmates. So there will be three of us in this little apartment overlooking the city and I'm really excited to see how that goes. But anyways, he tossed our clothes into the wash and I made some whipped coffee. So life is pretty good. Here's the bulk of the episode for today. And it all started with the fact that I realized that my pants had a hole in them and I sat down to mend them. So as I was getting out my sewing stuff, I was joking that I was the perfect housewife. You know, I was cooking, cleaning, mending, things like that. And I wonder if that just reinforces the patriarchal ideals, even as a joke, of having the woman fulfill a certain set of duties within the house. But then I came to a realization. Let me start with a story first. When I was five years old, my mom still decided what I would wear to school. And this particular day, I was wearing a dress. So during recess, I was playing on the monkey bars with my friends, and I flipped upside down. I almost immediately got in trouble and was told not to flip upside down again. So when I came home that night, I told myself that I would never wear dresses or skirts again because they got in the way of what I wanted to do. So I got rid of them. Over the years, I slowly started to hate feminine clothing. It was inconvenient, impractical, lacking pockets in the typical masculine seriousness. I internalized the idea that if I wanted to get things done, that I couldn't be while wearing feminine clothing. And looking back, I realized I was making the problem worse. I had labeled femininity as being weak. I told myself that I wasn't like other girls because I didn't want to be looked down upon, passed over for opportunities, or treated differently because of my sex. Enter high school when sex became on the forefront of many people's minds. Femininity was distracting. Clothing that had the audacity to show a collarbone, shoulder, or even, heaven forbid, a knee could be distracting. I almost never missed class. So, I never ditched. Even when I was sick, you know, I still tried to go to school, unless there was like a, a very serious reason to prevent me from going. And I would be ashamed if I had to be sent to the office over clothing miss class, miss my education because of my clothing choice. So, I didn't. Prom rolls around, and a lot of others in my class went dress shopping. For them, wearing a dress was okay, it didn't make them weaker, it didn't make them less of an amazing, capable individual, but it wasn't okay for me. I never liked girly stuff anyways, so I wanted a suit. And for my senior year prom, I was gonna do the same but I had gone to Goodwill to get some new clothes. Brief tangent, I've been wearing the same clothes since middle school. Jeans, t-shirts, sometimes flannels if it was cold. But I'd worn them for so long they were starting to tear and they kind of needed to be replaced. So when I was there, I found a dress. It didn't fit me perfectly. There was no storybook moment where, you know, I slipped on the dress and went, this is the one. But, you know, it was nice. And after a long internal debate on if I would ever wear it, if it was worth buying it, I ended up taking it home. Then we were getting ready for prom at a friend's house, and I brought two things to her house. My dress and my suit. And it wasn't until the very last minute that I decided which one I was going to wear. I took a leap of faith and went with the dress. Needless to say, I didn't like it that much. I mean, it was fun to wear the dress, I guess, but looking at the pictures afterwards, it seemed to look wrong on me. I looked wrong. So I quietly went back to wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Of course, there was lots of stuff that happened between middle school and my freshman year of college, but enter college. 
I've been thinking a lot lately. How do I want to see myself? I want to dress nicely and look nice. After all, I had done a bunch of research on the halo effect and if people perceive you as looking nice and attractive and, you know, dressing well, you're more likely to be treated nicely and treated well. My sister helped me go through my clothes, only allowing me to pack the things that look nice. I've always been hopeless when it comes to pairing things, so we pick clothing that goes together no matter the combination. Now I'm in San Francisco, it's my first year, and I'm still wearing jeans and a t-shirt a lot, but some days, I put effort into it. I look nicer, I feel better. And slowly over my freshman year, I start to realize that the clothes on their own have no gender. They're articles of clothing, they're fabric, they have no meaning. And it all depends on how I wear them. So I start to experiment. I wear crop top turtlenecks, the very idea ridiculous to me. Turtlenecks exist for the cold, and crop tops exist for the heat. Whose idea was it to mix them? But you know, they're really nice in the fall. I start to gain confidence. Not enough, however, for the next formal event. I still wear my suit. But this time I pair it with earrings and a little bit of makeup. Baby steps. But over the year, I met some amazing people. Some amazing women. They looked so kick-ass every time I stepped into the hallway. They wore dresses and skirts and makeup or pajamas, clothes from last week. It didn't matter. They still rocked classes. They still rocked the world. And these are some of the most intelligent, talented, and amazing people, you guys. And for a while, I kind of wondered how I ended up there with them. It wasn't until later that I started to see myself in a more positive light. I mean, I stopped wearing bras because I didn't want to. And that was inspired by the people in my class, the people who just had this innate understanding of themselves. And obviously, they're far from perfect. We all are. But it really, it really impacted me. And finally, over the summer, I finally rethought how I wanted to address this. Did I prefer pants? Or was I still afraid? I tried it one day. I wore a skirt instead of my ratty basketball shorts. I almost had three panic attacks that day. And safe to say I cried at least once. But why? I was afraid that I was weak. And for some reason, wearing this clothing kind of brought out that fear. I ended up making it through. That day was really stressful and difficult for me, but I, I did it, and I started to wear them more. Needless to say, I still have a preference for pants because I need my pockets. I have things to carry! I, I know that women's clothing doesn't have pockets to encourage the handbag industry or whatever, but like, as soon as I'm done recording this podcast episode, I'm, I'm going to go and see how I can add pockets to my pants and pockets to my skirts, because... I have important things I need to carry. I don't want to have my phone in my hand all the time. And I realized after wearing skirts and wearing pants that I can help change the narrative. I can study hard and wear a dress. I can fix the kitchen sink while wearing pants or short shorts. Feminine clothing does not make me weak. It doesn't make anyone weak. Nor does it make me strong. It can, it can help boost my confidence, but the clothing itself, without giving meaning to it, doesn't really change anything. Clothing is a choice to express who I am, and if I choose to wear something, 
I'm still gonna be the same person that loves fish and languages and hugs. And even though it's an expression of myself, it doesn't justify anything. I, there's no justification of differential treatment based on my clothing. So back to pants. I finished sewing them back now. They almost remind me of my grandmother. Her sewing skills are off the charts. She knits and crochets too, things that you would associate with a typical grandmother. But she's also taught all over the world. She's traveled through war-torn countries and paradise alike, all while fighting previous generations of sex and gender norms. Last week, she went on a Danube boat crossing with no Wi-Fi, just because she could. My mom gets dressed in the morning, and I know she's gonna go out and get shit done. Though, I doubt this situation would ever happen. I know she could go to work in a bathing suit and still convince her customers to invest in her company. The students in my class could go buck naked to a hackathon and still come back with the best way to get telehealth to the communities most affected by the pandemic. And because I'm surrounded by these strong, amazing women and female identifying members, I learned to accept myself a little bit. You know, they all have to deal with sexism and misogyny and all the other bullshit that comes with being a woman. Like, periods, anyone? But they still do it? And when I look at them, I realize that maybe I can be like that too. A little broken, maybe flawed, but ultimately strong, dedicated, and loving. And I do want to add something here. These traits aren't confined to the women slash female identifying people around me. Being caring and loving and kind are things that I have had the fortune of experiencing for many different people in my life. It's just as important to realize that these traits that are potentially considered feminine as well also make someone strong. There's nothing stronger in my mind than a person who takes a chance and makes themselves vulnerable. Telling someone you're hurting, crying in front of someone you trust, that's strength. And I know this will come up more eventually, toxic masculinity hurts everyone and is closely tied to mental health, so you better believe I'll address it more. But for now, I'll leave it at this. It's not following a script. It's not edited. Well, barely edited to get rid of some background noise. It's just me.